this is Shamika Harris, the podcast host, and welcome to Rise Beautiful Soul. This podcast is committed to providing a space for women to understand, explore, and appreciate every aspect of our being. Rise Beautiful Soul is a platform combining counseling and psychological concepts, exploring the feminine archetypes, spirituality, and personal experience. So, welcome to a space where your soul has the privilege to rise, shine, and self-actualize. Rise, beautiful souls. This is Mika and... Margaret. Hey, girl. Hi. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? (sighs) I am tired. (laughs) I am. I went to bed at six o'clock this morning. Oh. Yeah. It was on my own doing, though. Like, I stayed up all night watching Last Kingdom on Netflix. What is this? The oh my god, girl! This is about Ultrid of Wattenberg. It's the Last Kingdom. It's the show on Netflix, and it is so. Oh, girl, Ultrid! Oh my god, this man <laughs> jumps over tables. I mean, he cutting people. It's just. It kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones or Vikings. So it's a good show. Yeah, I haven't had one of those, like, I'm going to have, like, this, you know, Netflix marathon. I haven't done it all year, so, yeah, so, but I'm, I'm good, I'm good here. What about you? How are you making it? I'm making it. <laughs> I'm exactly. making it, you know? I have to say, like, I've been enjoying my time at home, like, the more mm-hmm. and more I'm doing it, like, I mean... I'm enjoying it. Like I'm yeah. taking opportunities to like do new things like anytime or just at any moment, like, ooh, let's try this new random thing. Mm-hmm. Here we go. You know, <laughs> we grilled pineapples tonight. You know, oh, never cool. tried that before. Okay. And, you know, it was all right. Yeah. Was like, okay. You know, and mm-hmm. just something, you know, it was for the moment, but we were grilling anyway and these pineapples there we go so right. yeah <laughs> just enjoy your life and it feels nice to kind of like what you just said to have that freedom that if you wanted to just hey i want to try this you don't have to work it into your schedule because you are the schedule now you know yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah yeah taking those opportunities yes exactly yeah so episode nine Nine. Fried yeah. Fried turkey. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Joan. Okay. So she's supposed to host like a Friendsgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Joan is. Mm-hmm. And everybody was supposed to come. And at the last minute, we found out that no one can make it to her Friendsgiving. And she is, you know, quite devastated and I think at some point they're like oh you know you're gonna be able to spend time alone Mm -hmm. and I mean I think that idea alone just frightened her and I think even 
Lynn was like exhausting, you know? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. Kelsey Grammer cameo mm-hmm. in this episode. So, you know, had to flex a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> on this show since he's producing. Right. So, yeah, we see Joan alone at the holidays, but instead of being at home, she comes out to Davis's restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why would you? going out to eat rather than cooking at home but here she is is alone at the bar and she meets a gentleman and he's davis's old friend he but this the the guy that uh, joan meets preston is his name mm-hmm. he his name. um is a is a lawyer like he's like a high style lawyer and you know everyone knows of him so you know that connection as well as them being lawyers as well as him knowing Dave. And so he is, they're talking at the bar and he mentions, you know, his family Thanksgiving traditions and mentions fried turkey. And Joan's like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's the best, you know. <laughs> her inner dialogue, she's like, oh my God, what's a fried turkey? <laughs> you know, and so she immediately like hops to, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm gets it going at the house and you know there's foreplay involved with the two of them rubbing the turkey down and all this other stuff and Davis is present at all times <laughs> during the interaction and then everybody starts coming back through Maya starts coming back through walks on in you know she's like I got an issue you need to help me mm-hmm. that starts something Maya and Davis start taking care of the grilling situation Davis at some point mentions to Preston that, you know, Joan has a three-month rule, like, mm-hmm. that he knows about this. So he makes a comment about it to Joan at some point, but then William comes in. He misses mm-hmm. flight. Lynn walks in. She got kicked out of a homeless <laughs> shelter. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> and he's just like, this Preston guy's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is happening? He's trying to leave. Her friends are just like, bombarding their time trying to connection time like he has a flight he's trying to get some and go and then tony comes everybody comes everybody's there and when you know the grill catches on fire so (laughs) they call the fire department and when tony tony does not know joan's address yeah i caught that yeah i was like huh I just know where to go. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, like, for some reason, that fire meant something for each individual character. Like, for William, he was like, oh, I'm just replacing one fear with the other. I'm good. You know, like, here we go. Maya's just like, I need to renew my relationship with Darnell. Like, it's a beautiful beginning. You know, like, she's ready. And then, but, like, it's also, like, not a dear death experience but it's just like it allowed us to see that Joan like maybe she is open to a possibility of something in the future like nothing happens between them obviously mm-hmm. he catches why he leaves but you know like it leaves like the impression of just like maybe in the future something can happen with this guy like mm-hmm. yeah you know we're attracted to each other we're both like who's to say we won't meet up again in the future and so it was kind of nice to see Joan in that like not so rigid mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I saw the same thing as well. It made me think about this episode about holidays, right? And like, what do the holidays symbolize you? 
especially when you may be single or you're not partnered or not married. And I think this episode really does a good job at exploring that. Especially like, well, yesterday, we had Mother's Day yesterday, you know? So yesterday was the first time I've spent Mother's Day in New Orleans because usually I'm uh, at home with my family and we're doing something to commemorate my mother's life. Well, because of Corona, (laughs) I'm still here in New Orleans, you know? I spent Mother's Day alone. I definitely tell there was a difference in my energy yesterday because I wasn't with my family. So when in watching the episode, it just made me think about like, what do holidays symbolize for women who, like I said, who are single. What do do holidays mean to you? You know, I've pared it down. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I really, for for a while, since I moved here, like I would always feel, I felt obligated to go home. Mm -hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. just felt obligated for quite some time. And then, I don't know, finally, maybe three years ago now, I finally was just, no. I have a this is my home where I live and I'm I have a family here and I I have a partner we are family you know like Mm -hmm. here we go you know so it means to me like we're getting together we're celebrating just each other our our lives together being grateful and thankful for having each other Mm mm-hmm Definitely. When you said that, it made me think about how, like, I used to do the same thing that you mentioned. I would always travel home for the holidays. And then I think, especially after my mom um, died, like towards the end of last year and earlier this year, I came to just another epiphany in that I hadn't really made New Orleans my home because I was carrying things from my past here, you know? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I had either I would go and visit home or I yep. would have old friends come. So I wasn't really rooting myself here. I wasn't really like setting traditions here. Well, other than Mardi Gras. Because <laughs> I'm always here sure. for Mardi Gras. Yeah. You know? But kind of like what you said, like, it's so easy to go there versus staying here. And much of what you um, said earlier, I admire Joan for going out to Davis's restaurant on Thanksgiving instead of just spending that time at home alone. She went out, you know, she, I thought that was a big step for her as a character hmm. because that's usually something Joan wouldn't do, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Preston. <laughs> Preston uh, was very, very cocksure. <laughs> I like Preston. Yeah, you I like did? It. I didn't. Uh-uh. Okay. No, I wasn't interested in Preston either. I thought uh-huh. Preston thought Preston was the, the shit. And oh, just, yes. Yeah, I just was like... <laughs> I mean, good for you that you're a lawyer. Good for you that all of these things. Lynn was like, when she was like, I read that article and yeah. I just had questions. <laughs> and he was just like, well, you know, you'd have to check with my editor for that. She was like, mm-hmm. blame the you hell. Know, like, <laughs> I'm so glad that, like, I think Joan was a little blinded by the light, you know, (laughs) that show. So I'm glad that Lynn was kind of at some point came in and was just like, "Uh, calm down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even if Joan couldn't see that, but like maybe even for like the audience to see Mm -hmm. that, like he's not like everybody calm down. 
So, yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't that big of a fan of him, but I do say that, like, maybe it, yeah, you're right. It was good of Joan to get out and go mm-hmm. out. It seems like you never know what could happen. You never know who you could meet, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's always a possibility. Other thing I will say is that she mentions Martha Stewart Mm-hmm. in the episode and I got to thinking I was like you know she like now like 2020 that's like Gwyneth Paltrow oh yeah <laughs> yeah good <laughs> yes yes I watched it herself yeah I liked it but go ahead <laughs> yeah no I'm just saying like I was like mm-hmm. back then in like 2000 I was True. like Martha Stewart is telling me like what needs doing and now it's mm-hmm. apparently you know like <laughs> this other Paltrow Mm-hmm. Yeah, how to do it correctly. You know, when you just mentioned Lynn uh, kind of helping us to see when you when you stated that, you know, Joan was blinded by the light. Oh, definitely. Like she was so smitten with him. And it reminded me of something we talked about in our, uh, I think it was the last podcast and the importance of women having masculine energy around them that protects them. Because Davis No Preston was trash. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why he came with her. That's why he was adamant about staying there because he knew that Joan was blinded by the lights and Preston was like, look, I'm just trying to, you know, connect and I'm out. Whereas he knows that's not what Joan wants, you know what I'm saying? And so it kind of made me, I got annoyed with Preston, like, I seriously got annoyed with him when he got annoyed with her friends. Like, because those are her people. And I felt like, you know, Joan, I was waiting for like some type of internal, you know, mechanism to like, hey, huh, you notice that how he doesn't like your friends. <laughs> and I don't even think it was so much about them erupting. I felt like if he was really there to get to know her, then he wouldn't have mind meeting her friends. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't really there to get to know her. He was there to have sex. Yes. <laughs> and remember, Joan said to him, hey, here's your opportunity to ask me questions. Joan, the fact that you had to tell him to ask you questions, he wasn't interested. Yeah. <laughs> You know everything about him. He knows nothing about you, nor is he interested in getting to know you, you know? But do you think that she also recognized that that, or was she just like, oh, maybe he needs encouragement about asking me information about myself? Like, I think he obviously is a person who, like, relies quite a bit on his status and his looks and all of that to like just be able to easily get what he wants you know Mm -hmm. and so she I don't think she necessarily like saw that completely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah Davis like looking out for her like Mm -hmm. uh yeah (laughs) this ain't it this ain't what you want like I know yeah I know you're impressed he was annoyed Mm -hmm. with her friends and annoyed when they were it was just like I mean it was a lot for somebody to like people just barging into your home sure Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's a lot but like at the same time okay dude you don't even know this woman like you don't know you met her five hours ago you know (laughs) let's we don't know what else we've all got going on like just because what she's supposed to completely drop her life because you're you have yes, to become that's exactly it. what he expected. That's what I picked up. His energy, and I agree with you. I think 
she misread it as oh he needs help instead of reading it as he's not interested that's just not he's just not interested in you in that way you know so that's just Joan's personality because you'll see this in a couple of episodes later when she does something where she's it puts her as a woman in a position where she's the one who's the pursuer she's pursuing him he's not pursuing her so she's the one that's expending all this energy you know and not reading his emotional signals that he doesn't he treated Joan like a single mom who kids just got dropped off (laughs) 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 and they just came to the door and like mama you know (laughs) that's why he treated her like it just was not he just wasn't interested and even when she was like hey if you're back here in another time we could connect no because if he wanted that he would have I think his dialogue would have spoke to that that just wasn't it you know what I'm saying but like you said I was glad that she was open having fun but it also kind of showed me too how sometimes we as women like we can see this man as the sun in the sky and Lena's like no nah, he's really not the sun he's really Pluto he's really a dark star he's not as bright as <laughs> you know what I'm saying but yeah so like and like Maya said yeah she has me download all of your articles you know so she's like created this projection of him and he he isn't isn't giving her all that energy can we talk about Tony she apparently went to visit her family yes and they quote unquote are just their country yes and just I wrote, you know, she's running away from her roots. Like, she's running away from, like, I I do wonder, like, why she feels the need to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, in what instances do we all do that? I think, yes. I think especially for, as I can see that, that aspect of Tony within myself, I think I see that a lot when I did I worked in higher education and working with first-generation college students, especially with African-American first-generation college students. There is a large group who come from, you know, impoverished areas, just families where the family units, they love each other, but there is a, there's just a, sometimes a lot of dysfunction there, you know? So when you're the one who kind of succeeds and you get away, and I hate to say get away, (laughs) you know, but you're on a different path. Mm-hmm. Returning home, and that's another S. That's a great question because it makes me think about how when sometimes for some people when they make those trips back home, they don't look like the way that we see it on girlfriends. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just it kind of reminds you of, especially if you're in this place in your life where you may be, you know, you're stable, you have good relationships, you have the emotional support, and you go back to a family unit where you're barely able to survive. You just see the stark contrast there, and that could be a lot to process you know mm-hmm. so that's what i i kind of took from that what did you think about it and i do think yes we are running from our roots yeah <laughs> yeah <sighs> but i mean i guess yeah we all come to that like mm-hmm. struggle at some point i think just recognizing it knowing what it is and just being like is can is there a way to integrate the two <laughs> is mm-hmm. like can I, I think so yes and so i think that's you know always the struggle I think, which I think the next episode, we'll definitely talk about, that's funny that you mentioned it in this episode, because I saw that in the next episode as well, and how I 
I know something I struggle with, especially during my counseling program, is like when you're exposed to new information, especially information that someone else is proposing their theoretical stance on what they believe normal behavior is. So for a lot of Black people, especially like myself, if you look at what normality looks like and what some of the homes are... are <laughs> you know so that can be hard like when you're receiving information it, it reminded me that i had to learn that this is normality that's based off of the dominant culture you're also dealing with a group of people over here who were enslaved who have dealt with systematic racism so what is normal for us is going to look totally different to what's normal for them in some areas you know and I think if you remember yeah. that, then you're able to integrate it. Otherwise, it kind of forces you to cut off the aspect of yourself. And that's what I think you see with Tony. She there's this fragmentation there where she's splitting that that Fresno part of her. And I just want to be Tony Childs here that, that's in California, you know, mm -hmm. and not that part of her that created that served as the foundation for her to become who she is today she's disconnected from them because of what it represents and i think a lot of times for african americans we all could see how we're like tony at times because we really don't we're not in a culture where it really supports that integration it's either it's a very binary system either you're going to be this or you're going to be that and especially when the that is demonized well you you want to separate yourself from it yeah. Well, I am interested, you know, it does foreshadow the next episode about, you know, my yeah. getting the renewal. She was just like, I just, I know it needs to happen. I know we, we need to burn it all down and start yes. new and just yeah. move forward. And it's just, it's interesting that that was... Well, she what she drew from the fire. Yeah, I think it meant that represented to me like her as their lover psychic function. Like, and you made a good, I think, a great parallel was with William took it at, looked at it from his own self perspective. I just conquered a fear. Maya looked at her connections in her life. This fire represents Darnell and I, and the fire between us. <laughs> you know, just like two different perspectives. I thought all turning to to Joan's home also showed how. Joan's home is their place of safety. That's their base, you know? So yes. when Maya yes. is having these issues with Darnell's mom, she can go to Joan, you know? That's, and then I, to me, it also showed too how even though Maya was there to, to receive guidance from Joan, she was also willing to provide some type of reciprocity. Because she was like, look, I know you don't know how to fry this, this turkey, so let me help you. <laughs> I'm gonna fry the turkey. You're gonna mm -hmm. show me how to deal with Darnell's mom, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And even with Lynn bringing the, the items back from the homeless shelter. <laughs> you know, I brought us some spaghettios. Here's my contribution. <laughs> you know? It just showed how who Joan is in their life and how she is that, that base for them, that foundation. Yeah. You're exactly right. That is what it really displayed at the heart of the episode. Like at the beginning, it was all fragmented. And then by the end, they were all right there where, you know, they were like what be. you said with you, how now you spend your holidays in your home now, your current city. I think I saw that with those characters. Home meant something different for them now. Home for Tony didn't, it no longer meant Fresno, it meant Jones House, you know? Yeah. Dean Kansas for William and Mid Joan. So I think it kind of also it was very again like you see in this this 2020 reflection how 
I can see that now, like for a lot of black women, or I, I say this more with millennials in conversations that I have or read, that group is more willing to, if need be, disconnect from dysfunctional behavior. Like they will disconnect. <laughs> Gen Xers are more like, you know, oh, this is, you know, even though I know my mom is this, I'm still gonna stay. Millennials are like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> and I definitely can see with them that strength or that emotional support instead of it coming from a family coming from their friends you know so yep. I think Mara yep. was kind of showing us preview to what that was going to look like for us yeah yeah and that was it was definitely definitely so where were your soul rise questions when do you know that you maybe need to open your heart <laughs> okay. like how do you know that you've closed yourself off mm, to something? that's a great question you're referencing joan and how she was willing to open her heart in this situation my episode well in just any situation like if you come across something yeah. unexpected or new or different and like do you come at it already just like I don't know I've never mm -hmm. done this before mm -hmm. what is this or are you curious are you open-minded mm -hmm. about it and if there is a barrier there what caused it like what is there a root to it like is it just because you're mm -hmm. unfamiliar with it or is it because you just don't want to explore mm. new things that's a great question it reminded me when you said that of like how you tonight you're grilling the pineapples and then joan being willing to fry a turkey she's never done it before but she was willing to do it mm -hmm. because she wanted to connect with preston and get to know him yeah yeah mm -hmm. i can roll with that definitely what was yours <laughs> question was about the holidays like what do the holidays symbolize to you now versus 20 years ago you know what are the holiday traditions that you've created are you creating new traditions mm -hmm. and I think my last question will be you know as women are we aware of the signs that a man is sending when he's pursuing us or when we put ourselves in the position where we're pursuing him yeah. How do we know when we're pursuing the man? How do we know when we've become the hunter and we're not the prey? Yeah. I want to be prey. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. When do mm -hmm. you know that? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Rob, I think question. it was a it was a great episode. Mm -hmm. And you unpacked more than I caught, like with the Tony and the running away. What are we running away from? Mm -hmm. That might be another soul rise question that we could ask is like, you know, how are the holidays for you now? How are they different than during your childhood? Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately aren't traditions things that you Exactly. Create. So what's stopping you from creating mm -hmm. new ones? Exactly. Okay, well, beautiful souls, thank you for joining us on this podcast. And we look forward to connecting with you on the next podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's podcast. I would also like to extend a thank you to the listeners who have offered suggestions as your feedback is welcome. 
If you would like to suggest a topic, if you have a question about today's podcast or the Soul Rise question, or if you just want to share how the series and the podcast resonates with you, you can always leave us a message. You can reach us on Instagram at Rise Beautiful Soul Podcast. You can find us on Facebook.com, Rise Beautiful Soul. And you can just always just come over to our website at www.risebeautifulsoul.com. So remember, beautiful souls, we are here to rise, shine, and self-actualize. I look forward to joining you on the next podcast.